genre. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast, where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one don't-give-a-crap New Yorkers getting into a taxi minute at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we don't care here in New York City. You go about your business, we'll go about ours, all right? With me, as always, our turtle co-host, Chris O'Connor. Still playing and having fun. <laughs> Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And Adam Sheehan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Adam, we need to do like an NPR style episode where we just, we talk like this the whole <laughs> episode. Did we try that last season and it like fell on its face? And uh, Probably. <sighs> that sounds like something stupid that we'd do. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we are here in minute 60. It's Pizza Friday, everybody. What's Ooh, up? Yay! Hashtag Pizza Friday. Um. And uh, minute 60, yeah. So the minute starts with Razor knocking down a telephone pole, and the minute ends with April O'Neil chasing down the returning Chief Stearns. Oh, man, he's still there. Yeah. Hasn't so, stroked out yet. Yeah. <laughs> so Razor knocking down the telephone pole. We got some great music happening. I, I really like this sequence. I really, really enjoy watching Toka and Razor destroy stuff. It just it like we haven't seen quality bad guying yet in this movie, and like we saw the thing in the beginning, and we saw Raph fighting with the Foot Clan, but this is like the first time we're seeing some of that. What do you call it, Chris? PG crime? Yeah, PG crime. Yes, some of the first time we're really getting to see that without the turtles kind of sticking their noses in it. So yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's adorable. The only thing that kind of irritates me in this minute is when Toka and Razor get together and Toka says in his weird voice, Master, say have fun. Um, <laughs> I just, look, Frank Welker is great. He's a great voice actor. I think he's a national treasure. I don't like hearing Toka speak. It creeps me out. Yeah. Also, they're babies. They're babies. Their 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 powers of speech are, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and then again, they're I, able to walk around and do stuff, so I guess, whatever. I could have done without it. I think it makes them less menacing when you remind the audience that they are, in fact, babies. Although they now call him Master instead of Mama. That makes me sad. That's progress. That's true. <laughs> um, Adam, we talked a little while ago about Toka's head and how it works. And I'm looking at about 16 seconds in, and I don't think there is a hand in the head. I I am now retconning my previous assertion, and I think he's just got a really thin layer of like foam rubber covering the head. Like you can see a human head shape at the back of Toka's skull, and I think the front of it is just loaded with animatronics. Hmm. <laughs> or I mean, there could be multiple different versions of. The Toka head. I suppose that's true. Or uh, there's it, some sort of mechanism on the puppeteer's jaw. Because there, there's just something about the mouth movement on this particular puppet that's unlike any other mouth movement. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It is. Yeah, it's it tough. Has, it has more character to it than uh, 
and anything else. Like when the turtles talk, like it, you can almost hear the the onset sound of it going like. How? How does you're familiar with Sweetums from the Muppets, right? Yeah. How does his mouth work? Because this mouth action looks a lot like Sweetums' mouth action. So I actually operated a puppet that was very similar to Sweetums one time. It was uh, this character called The Thing That Only Eats Ponies. And Sweetums <laughs> is the big, gigantic, scary yeah. one, right? Hey, yeah, guys! Yeah. I yeah. want to be in the movie! Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I was around for a couple of screen tests with ours, and I, I, I stood in for a little while with it. So the way it worked is we had one arm that w- that operated an arm. And our arms weren't really that detailed they were basically big foam mittens as the right. hands because we didn't we weren't really planning on having too much like below the chest in the shot but the other arm was empty and was pinned to the chest with a, a thin string okay so i would operate the left arm and i had the right arm up um like up i'm trying to figure out a way to explain this because i'm like doing it <laughs> so it's like like imagine uh pulling your arm in your shirt and then sticking it out the neck hole of your shirt that's okay. kind of how i was standing and then there was a flap that operated the mouth that i would i would operate with just like my fingers well okay so that could be one version of it however when you get to like 36 seconds and they flip the car over you can clearly see toka using both of his hands and well, the mouth moving Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say that a lot of the, a lot of puppets. Like there was one. It was uh, one of the Coca Cola Bears. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Th- there was. There's really good video footage of this guy just doing like a press conference. And, yeah, like, the one with pictures. like the photo op. Yeah. 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 You can see there's so many times where he slips the arms in, like he switches arms, and there's somewhere he has his his hands in both arms, and then he'll have like the left hand in the head and the right arm, and then he'll oh. switch. Like there's a lot of like some guys are really good at it. It's really smooth. Yeah, but this isn't the kind of costume for that because what makes Sweetums work and what made uh, the thing that only eats ponies work is they're baggy. Like there's you have a lot of room to move around inside. Yeah, it, Big Bird's the same way. Like there's there's this big like open cage where you can move around in there undetected pretty easily hmm. yeah not so much with the toka puppet I'm, I'm very impressed by this one i'd have to take a look back maybe it's in the behind the scenes there's that that turtles movie behind the shells video maybe there's a clip of it in there at some point hmm. um but I'm, I'm curious now i've never given it much thought but i'm 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 a little stumped it's interesting uh about 19 seconds in we see this Typical New York couple entering a cab, and uh, the guy's like, Sophie, look, there's a bunch of giant creatures breaking stuff. And she's like, meh, let them get their own cab. (laughs) (laughs) Couple things about this. Number one, this to me is the, so you're going to LaGuardia, right? Oh, it's the exact same joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to swipe it from you. (laughs) Um, But the other thing about this one is they feel so much like they're from the 87 cartoon. This sort of thing happened all the time. Human cartoon In the original Turtles cartoon. And it just goes to show that, once again, this film is just pulling from the cartoon. It's like the, the cartoon on the big screen, which I enjoy at times, particularly in this moment. Particularly in this moment. <laughs> I like the bit right before that when the guy goes, what do we do if they come over here? Like, he doesn't <laughs> care that they're destroying the city over there. Yeah. Like, right. 
Well, it's in as New York. It's, a, it's a me, me, me kind of thing. Yeah, as long as it's a block away from me, I'm fine. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago, there was like a bomb that went off in the subway in the city. And everyone's mm. like, oh, God, as long as it's not on my stop, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah nobody cared. That. I remember hearing about that. Well, I know how we we mentioned the skyline a while back and how, you know, the, the pre-11 New York skylines. And we had that whole discussion. This is this is kind of a pre-9-11 New York mentality. Too. Yeah. yeah, there is. Like, like if this happened today, those two would have saw something and then said something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, now it's see something, say nothing. My new business. <laughs> this is much more of a snitches get stitches ethos. Right. Um, the third interesting fact about this couple is that these are the parents of the director of the movie. Oh, wow. This is, uh, according to IMDb, if I have done my research correctly, and I always do, um, this is Sasha and David Pressman. Uh, who have had a couple of film credits. They've been in a lot of their son's stuff. Um, unfortunately, Sasha died in 2012, and her husband died in 2011, so they're no longer with us. But a nice little thing to do for your parents. Hey, I'm making a movie. Do you guys want to be in it? She's like, I'll have what they're having. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that Rob Reiner's mom? I think so. That was Rob Reiner, Oh, right? it might have been. In, uh, when Harry met Sally. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, but I just, I liked that little part. It's a nice little aside during all this crazy mayhem. You get the John Dupre music, which we talked a little bit about last minute, the kind of funky tuba saxophone guitar thing, but then they overlay the synthesized shredder theme, which we've heard so many times throughout this film. Mm -hmm. Just a great job. Great job by John Dupre of keeping the music industry, keeping the music interesting. Um, and we haven't had a ton of this kind of music leading up to this. So, you know, from a, a, a variety standpoint, it's it's keeping the listener interested on that end. You know, we've had some more orchestral stuff before this, the really pretty turtles at home theme, and now mayhem and funk guitars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some weird shops on this street, I'm just going to say. So we see the public library and what looks like a lamp store. And there's a cafe. A lamp store? Yeah. I love lamp. We have a lamp store near us. Our old yeah, apartment yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a few blocks away from the store that just sold lamps and light fixtures. But they 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 were never open. I mean, they were, but they were open like from nine to four every day. And the lights were always on. So yeah. it was like, imagine an entire lamp store of lights and all the lights are on. Yeah. <laughs> There's a grocery. I noticed a grocery on the street yeah. behind Razor when he's knocking over the lamp post. And what else cafe. is there? Yeah. Cafe. And uh, there's a, a red sign that you can't really read, but I'm just assuming is a Sabaros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They do exist in New York for some odd reason. I can't understand why. Man, I can't remember the last time I saw Sabaros. Uh, we used to There's... have one on campus where I went to college, and I ate Sabaros until I I almost hated pizza. Mm. There's, there's I imagine the, that uh, didn't Union take Station long. In DC, and I pass it every morning. I'm just like, why? So funny story. <laughs> that is the last time I ate Sabaros was at the Union Station in DC, probably ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a flower and plants shop. There somewhere, a lot of red neon. 
Yeah. Oh, there's the lamp store. What a nice lamp store. Look at the mm-hmm. exterior windows. Very I wonder nice. wonder if they got any classy chandeliers. <laughs> it's just you usually don't see a library near shops. Like libraries, at least in Philadelphia, are the the big library is like near museums and stuff. Well, you got to imagine that there's some like smaller municipal libraries that are just yeah. sort of tucked away into buildings around other things. But I always kind of hated that. They can't that, all be really nice. I believe it's pronounced library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I always hated that the library is always in like a difficult place to get to in the city. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in in the next after the mayhem occurs and we fade to daylight and we're starting to see the the results of anything. We see a bank on the corner. Um, yeah, we get a lot of shots of the various shops that we see. Uh, the cool part here. Oh, Lots O' Pans. There's a shop called Lots O' Pans. I wonder what they sell. <laughs> Your it's right across the street from Stoner's Pop Palace. That's false advertising. <laughs> so we get this crane shot coming down, and there's a whole bunch of police officers and what looks like citizens and overturned cars and just general wreckage all strewn about. People running hither and thither and yawn. Somebody won a sports ball game. <laughs> Did the Eagles just win the Super Bowl again? Yeah, that's pretty much what this looks like. <laughs> right? Um, but we pan down to see one of our favorite police officers from the first film, Mr. Chief Stearns, Raymond Sarah. Welcome and back. And he's like just throwing out Parts of sentences, like partial damage, uh, minimal, um, we're working on it. Yeah. It's all fine here. Kind of reminds me Slight of- Slight street um, malfunction. How are you? Um, I forget what episode of Buffy it is, but the mayor is talking to, or I'm sorry, um, principal is talking to someone and he was like, kids on PCP again, huh? Yep. <laughs> that is the episode. That is school hard. That is the first appearance of Spike in season two. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, like, yes, it is. Yeah, like Sunnydale just is like, yep, PCP. Yep. <laughs> that's Street all we've got on that, PCP. That's, that's the answer and we're sticking to it. Oh, I'm in Shimmerman. I love you. <laughs> oh, man. He was so good. Um, so Raymond Sarah is back. This is weird to me that they brought him back only because they didn't bring back a lot of people from the first film, and this seems like an odd choice of recurring character. That being said, it makes total sense with the story. After all this mayhem, Like, why not have a scene with the chief of police cleaning it up? I mean, we need to do something to get April some screen time in this film because she's sorely lacking. Also, we need some sort of reason why the turtles have to get involved and how they know and the police aren't doing anything about yeah. it is kind of the easiest way to yeah, get yeah. us there police and aptitude yeah you know i never really thought of it that way but it, it the the question is why don't the police just handle it and this is this is why you know this gives us the why to that um unfortunately the reason is chief stern's basically saying because i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> well we get that next minute yeah Mutants we'll, are hard. we'll talk about that more a little bit um but he's just such a good you know a-hole cop mm-hmm. he really yeah. nails that he also filmed this movie back to back with the other one his imdb credits don't list anything in between these two hmm. um so i don't know maybe he just stayed in character the whole time <laughs> <laughs> April is the only reporter that he thanks. And there's like several other uh, reporters there. 
I like Don Mustachio over there. He's pretty <laughs> yeah, this Geraldo looking guy. <laughs> but, but we got here towards the very end of this press conference. This is after he yelled at all the other ones and called them fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Like that guy with the mustache just lost his press badge. Yeah, yeah. This is why Stearns doesn't give briefings anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, and, and that wraps up the minute as April's sort of chasing him down, calling after him. Now, if I know anything about April O'Neil and Chief Stearns, we're going to get a showdown next week. Those oh, two yeah. do not like each other. Well, um, I mean, this this April seems to be less antagonistic than the other movie's version of April. Like, they've this April sort of, seems more... Uh, I don't know what the right word is. They've kind of softened her around the toned edges a little down. bit. Yeah, yeah, toned down. Conciliatory. Yeah. I don't, I don't love the way they wrote this April, and she really has had very little to do in this film and will continue to have very little to do, and it just bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. I... And while I appreciate, like, she's not a, you know, at least she's not a damsel in distress in this movie. Like, they don't have to rescue her. Like, they just didn't seem to think of a lot of important ways to work her into the story. Like, there's so much she could have done, and they just sort of were like, mm, she's a character in the universe. We need to put her in here somewhere. Just make her do this. But she still drives the story. Like, she still gets the story, and she's still giving us the points that we need for the story to kind of evolve. She's but a it's, useful tool. It's almost passively, though, and that's the thing that bugs me. She's such a big part of the first movie. She is like our eyes yeah. into the... She is the C-3PO and R2-D2 of the Ninja Turtles universe, you know? Oh, my God, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and much like 3PO and R2 in the prequels... April is not given the same role in this film. Now, in the third one, oh, this is I am Star very Wars. happy with the amount of screen time she gets. I love that she is a bigger part of the story. Um, I liked that she was a bigger part of the story in the first Michael Bay movie. Uh, and even in the second one, I didn't love how she was portrayed in those. Mm -mm. But, you know, they gave her a reason to be. And I this one just feels like a misstep to me. Well, it's, it's funny that you bring up. Uh, the droids, because I've always said the 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 original Star Wars films are three movies about these two droids, and the first Turtles movie is really about April. All oh yeah, this, everything that happens in that movie happens to April. Yeah, correct. And it's it's a great storytelling device. Like, how else do you expect to bring people into this bizarre universe? Like, she's reacting the same way that. The audience is supposed to be reacting if they were going through this. Like she is the sympathetic character. She is the one that we are, you know, she personifies us. She leads us through the feelings that we're supposed to have. Um, she even gets narration. Yes, she does get that fantastic narration. Oh, man, I love film theory. I like it when we get to actually use it on this show every now and again. <laughs> I wish I was better at it. So please jump in. <laughs> Uh, but but that brings us to the end of the minute. So I unless anyone has anything else, <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm I think okay. we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up on this Pizza Friday. Make sure you guys head to duelinggenre.com/support, become a Patreon supporter, get kinds uh, all kinds of extra stuff, fun podcasts and bonus content from all Stop the other shows that aren't ours because we keep not doing bonus content. <laughs> well, we do, but we keep putting it on our feed because we feel bad about that huge delay in the middle of the year. Mm. Um, 
<laughs> you know, hopefully we get some new listeners who have no idea that that even really happened. Like they didn't well, experience it at all. Yeah, until they hear us talk about it on the podcast. Well, okay, well they yeah, won't know. Like, they won't recognize the hiatus. You're right. Yeah. It's um, like those people that get to watch a show on Netflix or something and don't realize like seasons two and three have like, a, have like a four year gap in the middle of them. Yeah, oh, They yeah. don't know. Even that or like when you watch something that was originally on TV and they, they leave an episode on like the worst possible kind of cliffhanger and you're like, oh guys, my God, people had to wait seven days to watch this yeah. episode. <laughs> you guys, you remember when we did a shredded serial and we did like the Borg episodes of The Next Generation, how one was the season finale? And then the other one was the season premiere. Yeah. Having to wait like months between that, like where I was like, let's fire the thing. Oh, well, we fired the thing. It didn't work. Ah! <laughs> My dad watched that season of Star Trek like it was the moon landing. <laughs> it was amazing. And Chris, by the way, that's the first time we've ever said the name of that show on the air. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now people can find it. Oh, no. God. Like I, I remember needing a ride home from somewhere, and he was like a half an hour late because I called him in the middle of a Borg episode of <laughs> Star Trek. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, I am super excited for the Picard series. I don't know about you guys, but uh, oh yeah, that is getting me all. Might hot actually and have to pay for CBS. Ugh. Hey man, Gross. Discovery was pretty good. Yeah, it is. I, I've been meaning to. Well, okay, I've been meaning to pay for it. I guess whatever. We're, yeah. we're it, this this subscription service bubble is going to pop. I'm calling it badly. Yeah, yeah. Because it it used to be like you ha you paid for cable once a month and you had anything you wanted. Now it's like you pay for cable, this, that, this, that. The, next thing you know, we're up to our eyeballs and, and streaming fees. It's like the IKEA of television. Everything's modular. You can pick and choose which ones you want to subscribe to now. Mm. Yeah, but everyone still wants all of them. Well, <laughs> you know? everyone yeah. wants everything all the time, dude. We're millennials. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we want it now, and we want it for free. <laughs> Where's yes. the beef? That's, that's yeah, not where millennial. is the beef? <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question to end on. You know on, where the I beef think. is? It's on my pizza because it's hashtag Pizza Friday. There it anyway, is. Uh, we will leave you guys with that weird tangent that we went off on. <laughs> Sorry. And we will see you next week. Uh, next week, we are going to have a couple of minutes on our own and then we'll have some more minutes with guests. So that'll be exciting. Uh, make sure. You go at TMNT Minute, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Have a good weekend, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh, thank you. No further cowabungas. Well done.